podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host, Scott Carney, and this is an immediate match reaction pod to Hibs now Rangers 1. And since there was no then, now and the next game this week, uh, due to this game being played on our usual slot, for that show we will be discussing all things Rangers over the last week. Also, as well as looking forward to the St Johnston game, we will also be releasing more details of our new show coming soon called The Lounge, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's get to the reaction of the game that we have just pretty much suffered through, really. Um, joining me tonight, as always, is Ali Pearson. How are we doing, lads? Heart rate's just calmed down after that. <laughs> and Scott Gable. Good evening. So, gentlemen, um, a 1-0 no win. Um <laughs> Didn't know if it was going to come really tonight or not. It was a bit of a, a bit of a tough one to watch. Um, the pitch was obviously horrific. Um, there's plenty, of, obviously, of talking points. Um, I'm a wee bit angry at the way things have kind of panned out over the game, mostly due to the commentators on Sky Sports and Kevin Clancy. But we will get into that. But so just we'll just touch on it before we really get into it. This is a this is the last game of the January that we were all talking about, and we've come out it with a win. So we've dropped two points, really, one draw um, this this month. You really couldn't ask for anything more, Ali? Yeah, I've said for day one, I don't know how many times I've fucking said it, come back to me at the end of January. <laughs> we're finally there at the end of January now. So, yeah, it's the only blip was the Motherwell one. I, I did think we would drop points somewhere, and I did say I thought it would be Petodre or Easter Road tonight, which we haven't. We dropped points at um, Park, and to be, I know we talk about it in terms of they've won their games in hand, but to be 14 points clear, 12 games to go, the next few games are favourable games for Rangers. This is definitely in our hands to win now. We just need to put the foot down and, and, um, and get there now as quick as possible. Yeah, I'd agree, mate. I think um, this is the, the difficult month. This is the slip-up that everybody was waiting for, and it's it's not came. Scotia, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm absolutely ecstatic, really, to get to the end of January. We are a point ahead of where I wanted us to be in terms of maintaining the gap between what we had with Celtic, and that includes Celtic sneaking in an extra game in hand that they'll play at the weekend. So the best they can do is be 20 points behind us, and at the start of January, it was 19 um, so with that extra game in hand going in, yeah, it's been a brilliant month, really. It's far better than the last two seasons. A fucking spectacular month, mate. An absolute great month. Um, really, really delighted today. I think I'll be feeling more upbeat about it tomorrow. Um, as I say, there's just a few things tonight that really got on my my tits, if you like. So we'll jump into it. So there was one change made to the starting eleven from the five now demolition job of Ross County on Saturday, with Hadji dropping to the bench and Ryan Jack returning to the midfield. So it was McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Holander, Barisic, Kamara, Jack. Davis, Aribo, Kent and Morelos. So we'll just quickly touch on the starting eleven. I was a wee bit surprised at the team, to be honest. I, I don't know if this kind of game required a Jack, a Davis and a Kamara all be on the park at the same time. It was definitely more 4-3-3 than it was 4-2-3-1. Um, but as I say, the way the team are playing just now and the way every 
team's been playing. I was delighted to see Jack back, um, and I'm no surprised that Hollander started. Ali, what was your initial thoughts on it? You, you were quite close with your prediction that you sent yeah, me. I was one out. The only one I got wrong was um, I thought he might bring Balogun in for his pace at the back over Hollander. I thought he would play um, Davis, Jack, Kamara. I mean, I texted you before and I thought he'd push Aribo up and drop Hadji. The, the reason I thought that was because he, he gave us a clue, Gerard, when he said that the pitch at Easter Road wasn't great. So I didn't think he would have a lot of ball players in the park. He's seen it today. Wasn't he great? So that's why I thought he went with that. And obviously he did go with that. So no, I wasn't shocked at all, to be honest. Any surprises for you in the team? Uh, there was. I know I'd said uh, at the weekend that I thought Jack would come straight back in at the team, but sort of the more I thought it in the lead up to the game today, I thought it was just go- it was just going to be the same same team as um, we played against Ross County. Um, so a bit surprised there. But I, obviously Ali had said that about the pitch, but you heard um, Gerard before the game as well talking about that they expected Hibs to play a three-five-two. So that was one of the reasons that they changed it up a bit as well. So I, I can understand it now, but I did honestly think he should would have stuck with the team that had won at the weekend. Yeah, again, I think I was I was I was slightly shocked at it. Um, I expected David to be rested. To be honest, I didn't think Davis would start. But anyway, we'll just jump into the game. And as obviously we've mentioned, and obviously most of you have probably seen from watching the game, the pitch was like a bit of farmland. To be honest, it's like it had been ploughed. It looked absolutely terrible. Um, it looked really really tough to play on. First minute, my first note is Rangers starting really well, getting up the park. Um, out on the right-hand side, we got a free kick. Good ball in from Tav, goes and meets it, but it's well wide, just didn't get the right connection on it. Fourth minute, good patient build-up from Rangers, leads to a cross from Tav, right into the danger area, but the keeper gets it just before Morelos. Five minutes, Rangers trying to be neat and tidy with it, move it quickly when they can. They try and make an opening. Um, Hibs were kind of falling into a back five whenever they get the ball. Uh, whenever we got the ball, sorry. Um, same high pressing for Rangers as we've come to expect all season. First 10 minutes, really no real chances from either side. Um, not really much happening. It was really a bit of a scrappy game. Um, it was kind of the, like that throughout the game. Um, the pitch probably played a big part in it and Kevin Clancy played a part in it. I'm not going to hide my colours um, just now. I'm going to get tore into him because I think he's a moron. Um, 12th minute, Hibs with a poor back pass leads to the first real opening. Aribo gets on to the end of it. He strikes quite poor. Um, his first touch isn't great. Um, he fires a shot straight at the keeper, but I, I, I raised up out my seat at this point, to be honest. I thought we're, we're going to get somewhere. Um, kind of takes us up to the first 15 minutes, Ali. So what was your, your thoughts within the first 15 minutes? I, I, I thought we started all right. I mean, like you said, the, the pitch the pitch wasn't there for playing football tonight. It really wasn't the way we like to play fast, quick, crisp passing. We just couldn't do it in that park. I thought we had to mix up a wee bit. I mean, we'll come on to what I thought about the first half. But, yeah, I mean, that chance you're talking about when it came through to to Big Aribo, probably, probably wanted to fault to somebody else. It didn't really look... Uh, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know what the thing is you could say about him. When he went through, he could have maybe taken another touch. He, he hits it right to the goalkeeper. It was... It was. It wasn't great to be honest with Aribo, and he didn't have a great first half to be honest, Aribo. But we started okay, is what I would say. Okay. Scotia, your first fifteen minutes thoughts, mate? Yeah, I thought we were playing all right. I thought quite a few of the team were 
doing pretty well. Rebo was pretty good in the, the first 15 minutes, I think, to be honest, he kind of plummets after that. Um, yeah, so we were okay. I mean, Hibbs did have a, a wee chance. I think Alfie loses it, and then it goes out for a corner, but Alfie clears it. They had that. There was a point just before that when Jack was running forward, and I was like, that's the wrong person you want running forward to get the ball in that final third. Um, but I thought we were playing all right in the first 15 minutes, um, maybe first 10, sort of to say, but yeah, Kenny, you'll, as you're about to say, Kenny runs into a brick wall at them after 15 minutes, I think. It really does, mate. Um, Hibs were... My thoughts were, you kind of know what you're going to expect from Hibs. The way that Gerard confirmed it, and he's, he's, he's kind of, before the his interview before the game, that it was a 3-5-2 and you was going to expect. So I'm slightly su- surprised that he didn't alter the kind of game plan in any way. Um, he said that we prepared for this. If that's the way they prepared for playing on the, the, the kind of pitch it was going to be on, it was, wasn't the right thing to do, in my personal opinion. Um, it just it fell away really, really quickly today. Hibs were using the long ball to go up the park, trying to make something happen in the final third from any sort of second ball. Um and kind of they get the first kind of two corners of the game, but nothing really comes of that from them. And then comes the the most contentious part of the game, probably. And Sky commentators didn't let us forget it for the whole rest of the match. So Morelos gets involved with Porteous. Porteous goes to the ground. Alfie leaves a boot in. His boot comes down on his knee. Bit of a naughty one, to be fair. He's lucky to get away with it. Um, he really shouldn't be getting involved at this point with stuff like this. I don't know why Morelos does it. He probably is quite lucky to stay on the park. However, as I say, what we've seen from half time, it was well, I can't remember what time it was. Scotia, you sent it over, but Porteous has obviously been in quite a rash one as well on Morelos to start off with that. So this is obviously what's wound Morelos up. Not that I'm condoning any sort of stamping or anything, but I'm now going to get torn into Andy Walker, who was literally foaming at the mouth. You could feel the foam through your TV. How much he was foaming at the mouth about this? Um, the other Sky commentator, who is it? Ian Crocker. Ian Crocker, he's a, yeah. Ian Crocker, he's just as fucking bad, to be honest. Uh, sorry for swearing, I'm a bit ranty about this. And it was just continuous replay after replay after replay about how much of a red card this was. Then started talking about Morelos's disciplinary um, record that he has. He should have been sent off. Um, the compliance officer's going to get involved. Yada, 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 yada. It's just this... They were literally lighting the torches. As soon as it happened, they lit the torches and they thought, oh, this is something that we can get stuck into the whole game. Now, I'm not going to say what Morelos done was correct. Any other player in Scottish football, it doesn't get perceived as that. It doesn't go on for that amount of time. Throughout the whole game, that's all they could mention. Ali, yes, he's very lucky. What What is your, your thoughts on this? My initial thoughts looking at it was, I mean, I thought a yellow at first, when I seen it back again, I thought, yeah, I can, I can see he's he's lucky. He could have got a red for it. I mean, it wasn't a like a really bad stamp. He kind of stood on him, but in the letter, the letter of the law is, yeah, he could have went for it. But what you're basically saying is, and I completely agree with you, is for the next, I think it was five, six, well, the whole game, but the next five, six minutes, Sky went, they didn't talk about the game. They just talked about this challenge constantly. Yeah. We've seen about... Oh, God knows how many replays on it. it, it it's, I think they've mentioned the compliance officer as well. I mean, he's going to get a ban, Morelos. We know he's going to get a ban. He got yes, a ban yes. from the compliance officer again. The compliance officer never appears apart from 
when Morelos makes a challenge. He never appears when somebody else does one. So, yeah, I expect him to get what will it be, a two-match ban, I think. Two or three, yeah. Yeah, so I, I fully expect it. But this witch hunt in Morelos, it's, it's constant. And it's like you say, if it was any other player, if it was another <laughs> Rangers player, I don't think we would have heard that much about it. They would have probably no. said, I he was lucky, he should have been a red, end of. But no, Morelos, on and on and on and on about it. And do you know what? I was fucking delighted the wee man fucking oh, yes. because it upset yeah. him. Absolutely, mate. Um, if, if this was the other way about and it was Porteous, they'd fell that way onto <clears throat> Morelos. And he's had previous Porteous. I mean, exactly, he's... but you can guarantee that Wandy Walker would be going, oh, he didn't really mean it, as we'll come to, because I think there's quite another nasty challenge in this game later on um, that just kind of slid under the radar and nobody seemed to speak about it, but we'll get to it. So, Scotia, your, your thoughts on the Morelos incident, mate? We've been here before, haven't we? We've had pretty yes. much the exact same conversation. And Ali said what I had said the last time. It's it's ridiculous. There is a bit of a witch hunt against Morelos. The incident itself, the first time I've seen it, I've seen like the first couple of replays, there's a point I've seen it and I thought he was looking where the ball went and he tried to bring his foot down to get the ball and he's just completely miscontrolled his leg, you know, as if he's pitched. Um, but I think, I think it is a red card. I think I think it probably should have been a red card. Just seen more and more of it. But you know that way you're kind of... You draw yourself into that conclusion because you see it so often and so yeah. slow. So yeah, exactly. that as well. Yeah. So, um, it, as I say, it just amazes me. There's there's just a number of things that annoys me about it. The, the, I go back to the Curtis Main one. Um, when he did the challenge on Barisic, and that's just as bad when you slow it all down and look at it all, but it was all, oh, it wasn't a red, it wasn't a red. This one, he's not went full on stamp and done the guy any damage, but the way that he's done it, yes, it probably is a red. He shouldn't be doing it, it's idiotic from him, it's just the whole absolute, as I said, witch witch hunting, the lighting the torches, Morelos has done something wrong, let's go, let's all charge to Ibrox tonight, and tell everybody that we need to tell that Morelos is this sort of player and stuff. And it's just ridiculous, and I'm so sick of hearing about it. really does my head in, as you can tell, because I'm a bit ranty about it. Um, but, yeah, I'm delighted for the wee man scoring tonight. It was it was spectacular. So we'll move on from it. Um, won't be the last time that we mention we Alfie tonight. Um, so we're going to the 24th minute. Um, Kevin Clancy, the, tonight's referee, starts doing Clancy things, awarding Hibs a free kick on the halfway line um, for Hollander being brought down. I honestly cannot see how this was a free kick for Hibs, but it comes after Rangers were applying a bit of pressure and it gives Hibs a wee bit of respite. 25 minutes, Kent, an attempt from the corner of the box, but it's a real poor attempt, goes well wide. 28 minutes, Rangers are then let off the hook a bit as Clancy does more Clancy things by not awarding Rangers a free kick from a Hibs cross. It's heading for the near post. McGregor spills it initially. He then has a full hand on top of the ball. Near enough, a full hand, about three quarters of his hands on top of the ball. It's then kicked from under him. The Hibs player actually looks like he's going to go down and try and attempt to claim a penalty from it. He then cuts it back to a Hibs player, don't even know who it was, and he blasts it over the bar. And we are literally sitting thinking we should be 1-0 down for incompetent refereeing again. And now, I'll quickly jump back to the Morelos one. Clancy's fully seen it, right? So if you see the replay from it, Clancy's fully seen what's happened there and he's decided not to take action on it. So it's now going to be, oh, I didn't think this and I didn't think that for a compliance officer. See, for decisions like this, if Hibs have scored that tonight, nothing would get done about it. It would be, oh, no, well, we should have been a free kick, but it doesn't matter, we'll just carry on with... 
with the game. This is the biggest problem with Scottish football, is the rules are just so wrong in every way, every shape, sense of the word. I mean, Alan McGregor went off his head at this point here, as Alan McGregor tends to do. But this is one where we are going, we should be one down. Is it not? Scotia, am I being a bit over the top here? <laughs> no, I know where you're coming from. Um, it's one of these ones, see, for the goalkeeper. I'm of the opinion they get far too much protection at times. Um, so if, oh, it's close. I'm not. No, no, I know, I know what you're saying. But it's the rules, isn't it? It's the, yeah, it's, no, this it's is the rules. rules. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't matter what I think it should be. It's what the rules are, yeah. yeah. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, McGregor does have his hand on it. I think it's Cadden that hits in the shot from out. I don't even know if he meant to actually shoot Cadden because he's... He's no great and he's not played that often this season. Um, so I think he scuffs his cross and, and yeah, they managed to get it away. And then uh, Jackson, Jackson Irvin, I think that boy that used to, the Australian yeah, boy be Celtic, um, uh, he absolutely balloons it over the, the bar from about six yards. So that was a bit of a relief because, as you say, yeah, it should have been a game-stopped free kick to Rangers because McGregor, as the rules say, had it under control. Control, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though I think the players get every right to go for that. And, yeah. Ali, I'm going to try and stop being so ranty, mate. I need to calm down a wee bit. <laughs> but it's just the incompetence of Scottish football really begins to get to you at points, especially, as I say, with the witch hunt for Alfie. But, I mean, we're right in what we're saying here, are we not? Uh, the letter of the law, I mean, Shagas spills it. He gets a full hand on it, a clear full hand on it. The boy, like you say, tries to knock, or he knocks out his hand, tries to sort of get a penalty out of it. it he comes thinks back. about it. Aye, yeah, he thinks about it. think about it. It comes back to the boy Irvin who should score, to be honest. It's a let off, but I mean, let, you get used to this in Scottish football. I mean, it happens every, all the bloody time, to be honest. And, and see, when I seen it, it was Kevin Clancy today. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know what he's like against us? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that old fun uh, last Christmas. I mean, what was it like then? But yeah, I, I did know when I seen him, I thought, oh, Christ, we were going to be up, up against it tonight. And I don't want to sound like them on the other side of the city, because that's where they've been leaked for years. But it was a blatant free kick, and Shagger yes. made, him, made him know. Yeah, so again, it was a blatant free kick, and it kind of turned the tides really a wee bit for a, for a few minutes. Hibs um, kind of had a few minutes of firing the ball into the box. One leads to a header, um, and it's just past the post. The boy boy should do better work for Hibs. Um, but at this stage, they are doing more than Rangers are in an attack, attacking sense. Um, 31 minutes build-up, patient build-up play from Rangers leads to Morelos taking a shot from inside the box. He's trying to fire it through too many bodies, though, and it's blocked and cleared away. 35 minutes, Rangers have a few minutes of possession, but can't really make anything happen in the final third. Again, it kind of went a wee bit scrappy from here on in. Uh, my next note's on 40 minutes. The, the intent and neat and tidy quick play that we kind of try to start with isn't coming off for Rangers now. Every time Hibs are up the park and um, we win the ball back, we're not moving it quick enough and giving Hibs all the time in the world to regain their shape. 45 minutes, Rangers got a free uh, a free kick the last few seconds of the first half. Ball in from Tav is poor, um, but it's put out for a corner and Clanchet decides not to allow us time to hit the corner, even though he's awarded about 150 million free kicks to Hibs at this point, and it's half-time. So my thought at half-time, it was a pretty poor half from Rangers. Looked like we were going to start well, but the, the best chances have fallen to Hibs um, quite clearly. Um, Clancy as a plonker, I'll actually have that written down, and <laughs> Rangers might need to change it. 
Um, there's a long ball kind of eliminates having the need for Jack Davis and Kamara all playing pretty much the same midfield role. So, Ali, your, your thoughts at half time? Uh, I, I wasn't too tough, to be honest. The pitch really didn't help us, but both teams need to play in the same pitch, to be honest. It reminded me of the Motherwell game a wee bit. The tempo was too slow. I mean, we've talked about it. we talked about it again at the Ross County show. When Rangers play a quick tempo, teams can't live with us. I really do think the pitch didn't help in terms of playing the quick tempo. But when you've got Jack um, Kamara, Davis, and Mandela Park, at times it becomes predictable. It's too slow. It's sideways. It's backways. I just thought with that pitch, it was too tippy-tappy at times. We weren't taking shots outside the box. I just thought we need to mix it up a wee bit at times. I would have maybe went kind of route one at times and tried to play off the second ball. Just a bit different because the tippy-tap stuff, it just wasn't coming off. And how many times, I mean, I text you, I think, during the half saying, why do we never bloody shoot? I think, it was one, I, know. I think there was one, I think it was the second half, Davis had a chance to shoot and he just <laughs> didn't do it. He ran away around the corner. <laughs> but it was, um, no, I mean, I, I'd written down, slow, predictable. I said, we need to change the game plan. And I would have probably brought on, I did say to you guys, Roof or, um, who did I say, Hadji for possibly a rebel because I didn't think a rebel was in, in the first half at all. Scotia, your half-time thoughts, mate. Yeah, my half time thoughts were we, first of all, we didn't pick up about on the, the 15th minute the, the brilliance of Tavernier to throw the ball out for a throw in uh, on the yeah. same side of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> just had to get that in there because I was like, what's just happened here? <laughs> it's not even windy or anything. Um, but to be honest, yeah, when I've seen the, the starting the starting lineup, that starting lineup is a European team or a Celtic, a team that would play against Celtic, Kenny team, I think, and we were playing in that all blue kit that I kind of associate with European away games yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what I thought so I kind of to be honest when I'd seen the team and I'd seen the half it was kind of what I expected from seeing the team not what I'd thought even an hour before I'd seen the team so yeah I can't have a, an awful lot of complaints there we were just yeah, we kind of as I say we ran into a kind of brick wall after about 15-20 minutes and couldn't get it together yeah yeah, I'd agree. So we'll just jump straight in to the second half. Um, it's 46 minutes. Clancy decides not to give a free kick to Rangers for Morelos going down. The same kind of thing he'd been given Hibs free kicks for the whole of the first half. Um, leads to that obviously then leads to Sky Sports reigniting their We Hate Morelos campaign, continuing again, stating retrospective punishment will be coming his way. That's a, a direct quote from the the commentary tonight. Um, Again, just absolutely pathetic from them, to be honest. 48 minutes, Rangers getting the ball in and about the box. No one taking a shot. This is one you were talking about, Ali, that Davis, for whatever reason, decides to take a run into the corner flag, it seemed, with the ball instead of hitting a shot. No idea why he didn't take a shot. But then comes the the goal that's going to change my mood. Um, Rangers take the lead on the 50th minute. Really good walk, sustained pressure from Rangers. Patient play. The touch of Maribo then slips in Morelos. Who splot, splots? 
He then slots the ball home in the bottom right hand corner, and the sky the sky commentators then celebrate by saying, um, reminding us, sorry, or reminding the compliance officer even that he shouldn't even be on the park. It was a red card, but what a good goal it was! Thank you very much, Crocker. Thank you very much, Andy Walker. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Your Colombian pipe. Put it in your Colombian pipe and smoke it. I'm so delighted the wee man got a goal when he deserved it, Ali. Well, I was, I was I was off the couch and doing my wee dance again in front of the telly, but uh, they were sickened by this one. And I bet oh, Tim out there is sickened by it as well. But this is when Rangers are good. See, when the tippy-tap stuff comes off, we ball around the corner. I thought Aribo played really well the second half, and I said I would take him off. I thought he came at the party the second half. Uh, but a great wee touch to Morelos and gives a keep of the eyes and slots it away and Brilliant, straight to the camera and did my wee celebration. I should always go up to you in the club deck. I loved it and I thought it couldn't have happened because I know we're going to not have him for the next two or three games now, Morelos. So I thought, oh, you couldn't have scripted it better because it'll sicken so many people out there. But brilliant goal. I just thought we could then kick on from there and hopefully get a second. Yeah, Scott? Oh, it was lovely and it was you made even lovelier the fact that it was Alfie that knocked it away. It was another really good team goal you know well worked pass and move one touch pass and move you know any young young kids watching that that's kind of you know what you say to them watch that and do that when you're playing you know the pass and move look for space that oh it was a brilliant goal lovely lovely goal lovely goal delighted that it was Alfie that slotted it away plus I had him as first goal scorer so it's always good when that that pays off Nice one, mate. Nice one, yeah. I'm delighted that we man scored. Um, buzzing for it. He's probably thinking he's self this compliance woman um, person. I don't think she's keeps... there anymore. Oh, is it not? Is it somebody else? Well, even at that, he's like, I'm going to be awaiting a, a letter from them. So the best thing to do for me is to score a goal and to sicken everybody. And it was just tremendous to see him score. Love that celebration as well, mate. Absolutely love it. Um, and then he really should score another one straight after it. Misses a bit of a sitter. Great work from Rangers again. Kent slips in Kamara down the left-hand channel. He crosses. We flick Maribo, who I think is probably trying to shoot here with the wee flick that he does. Doesn't quite come off for him. Comes to Morelos, it does take a bit of a wicked bounce to be fair, but he really should still be scoring. It's an an open goal. We should rip the net open. Bit of a bit, bit of a so one to take. We've got a lot to get through tonight, lads. So I'll just continue on. Um, I think we all agree that he should be scoring there. Um, 55 minutes. Portis then scrapes his studs down Ryan Jack's legs during a slide tackle, but of course Sky and the fuckface Walker think it's okay that he didn't really mean it. It was just a bit of a joke, and he's a, he's it's on a Rangers player, so it's no problem. Did you do you know what one I'm talking about here? Is, it, is this the one with Ryan Jack? So Ryan Jack kind of slides in to tackle yeah, Portis yeah. in the box, right? They had a wee argument with two of them. Aye, Portis blatantly yeah, leaves his foot down and scrapes his his foot down the front of Jack's leg. But of course, it's nothing. This is the, and this is like proof in point. I'm not going to go into a rant again because I want to get into more positive mood. Um, but this is the, this is the pure blatant point of it of of it all. It's just because it's not Alfred de Morelos and because it's not a Rangers player, it's fine. We don't really need to speak about that because we've got all the ammunition that we need to continue speaking about Morelos, which they did. Um, it's just it's just the way that we're going to need to deal with it. It's the way, as the song goes, we are Rangers, no one likes us and we don't care. So that's, that's just the way that we're going to need to live with that. 
60 minutes, pitch is looking even worse um, now. Um, some players really struggling to keep their feet when trying to turn at any sort of pace. 61 minutes, Hibs go close from a corner, but the header is just by the post. Davis was on the, the post, um, so it was covered, I think, if it was on target. 65 minutes, great chance from Alfie to make it through. Great dink ball over the top from Kent. Morelos wants too much time on the ball. He should be taking it on his left. Gives the Hibs defence all the time in the world to get back and he's unable to get his shot away. Should be. It shouldn't at least be two here, but it should it should have been close to being two, definitely. Scotia, what's your, your thoughts on that? He should maybe do better. No, I should do a lot better. He just took far too much time. I think he was wanting it on his um, right foot rather than his left. Because, you know, when Alfie's in top form, he takes that on his left and it rattles into the, the goal. So I think just because he's not been free-flying scoring at the moment, he's maybe wanted it on his right to give him a better chance. But um, what is it, Paul McGinn? Someone McGinn, one of the McGinns. Runs back and we'll just say we'll say I'm again. I'm again. I'm again. (laughs) (laughs) So um, from that, really, um, the game kind of it kind of peters out a wee bit. It kind of Hibs are trying their best to try and get kind of something going Um, on the 71st minute. Kent does really well to win a free kick out in the left corner. The first subs then made just directly after that. Morelos goes off. Um, the torches are just lit one more time as he's going off by the Sky commentators. And he is replaced by Kamal Roof. Again, from 71 minutes up to 77, it's not really much in it. There's not really much happening. Hibs have a few crosses into the box. Nothing really to report. Nothing real... Really for then, uh, for Alan McGregor to deal with. 77 minutes, fantastic work from Kamara out on the left-hand side. Great close control. Manages to get the ball to Roof. Then lays it off to Kent at the edge of the box. And it's a decent shot, but it's saved by the Hibs keeper. 78 minutes. Sungu then comes on for Ryan Jack. Followed pretty much, because not much else happens from that, um, to Aribo going off and Itten coming on. So this is the last 10 minutes, Ali. Um, we're all beginning to think, just get to full time, please. Don't let us come up with park. Just get to full time. Let us get the three points. Um, so up to kind of 85 minutes, um, Rangers really do well to kind of control the game. We break away from a, a Hibs attack. Itton goes down the 85th minute um, to win the ball. Kind of halfway into the Hibs half of his breaking forward. Uh, Tav hits a free kick to Golchin, um, but the header's over and it's on the roof of net. But uh, I'll come to Ali just on Itton. When he's told to do a job, he doesn't have to come on and do the job. I, I thought he was absolutely outstanding for the 10 minutes he was on the park. And he did exact, he's done this a few times for Rangers. He's come on, he's told to win balls, hold balls, win free kicks. He did everything. I mean, for 10 minutes, he was the man of the match. On yes. <laughs> I, I thought he was... Outstanding. I mean, with Morelos probably getting a ban, he may get a chance. I know Roof's back. I also thought Roof did really well. There was a one where he broke away and they he won. I think it was a, I think it was a throw in in about the ninety first minute or something round about that. Yeah, we we seem to see out games Rangers very well this season. Before I know we are sitting shiting ourselves, but the Rangers team don't seem to shite themselves this time. They, they seem to see games out real and. It was like the Hibs game at Ibrox that last four or five minutes. Exact same here. We've just seen it out easy. I did think when I, t- I texted you during the second half that 
after we'd scored, we dropped the tempo right back down again. I just yeah. wish we'd kept the tempo up and got the second and just, just killed the game because at 1-0, it's always dodgy. And I mean, Hibs really didn't do much the second half, but in terms of it, again, I, I thought he was outstanding for 10 minutes there. He really was. Yeah, just the way he came on, he was obviously being told, get the ball, win the ball, keep the ball, go down if they touch you. Yep. If they touch you, just go down, because Clancy will give you a free kick, because um, that's the way Clancy referees matches. He, he, does, he has to be the centre of attention, um, and it was very much that way. Um, he was he was great when he came on, as I say. He was unlucky probably not to score towards the end of the game. So, Scotia, what was your thoughts on um, Big Said the Ted? Yes, I agree with... Excuse me, I agree with Ali, yeah. He, he came on, what, 82nd minute or so, and yeah, he kind of ran the show from then on. Um, I thought all all three subs were good. I thought Zingu was really good as well. And he came yeah, on, he was, was really neat yeah, and tidy. Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, so it's good to see that, like these players coming on and having the impact to not set his back in any way. In fact, I, when they came on, we probably actually started playing a wee bit better. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, as Ali said, we'd kind of dropped off after the goal, but we came back in it there so you know Itton is yeah it's looking good the only only problem that he must have is that he's got Roof there in front of him as well because yeah. Alfie says Alfie's probably out for a couple of games so it's going to be one of them two playing you'd imagine although what I did like about them is there's glimpses that I could see Itton and Roof playing as a front two if that's something that we need yeah. to change to it gives us another option you you would think we plan these podcasts, mate. I'm not, I'm not even kidding on. There was at one point, I think it would just pan to a corner. Rangers had just won. I seen it and, and Roof kind of in the box, kind of almost talking to each other before the corner. And I thought, oh, that'd be quite interesting to see them two playing up front together. That's a, a very good shout, mate. Um, you definitely could. Um, I think there's, there's a wee bit of... I don't want to say time coming up for Gerard to experiment. That's probably not what I mean. Um, but there's definitely more scope for him to take more risks or more calculated risks, if you like, especially with the the 23 point lead that we have in the league just now, or the 14 points, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean 100% mate, I would agree with that shout. I think it's a very, very good shout. The fact seeing it in a roof up front together would be quite interesting to watch. So we'll just wrap up the end of this game. 88 minutes, Hibs were trying to push for an equaliser as you'd expect. They actually got quite a good cross into the box um, from the right-hand side, but it was matched by a great clearance by Hollander, who I thought was very solid today. Um, three minutes have added on time, and again winning a free kick up the pitch for for Rangers keeping us up the park pretty much for the rest of stoppage time. Rangers having the corner, Tav doing well to get a throw in, um, playing it about each other up there. Um, Steve Messi Davis, as he's known as, then shows some real pace to bust around the, <laughs> the Hibs defence, kind of out of nowhere. I was like, oh, go on, go on, go on, Steve, boy. Cuts it back, cuts it back to Itton and it hits his side netting. Um, he was unlucky there, to be honest. And it's full time. Rangers now, eh, sorry, Hibs now, Rangers won. Uh, a massive three points for Rangers tonight. And again, this month of January that we were all expected to collapse and the team was going to collapse and Celtic were going to come back into it. It hasn't happened. And we're in the most commanding position you could really ever imagine. So, yeah, Ali, we really can't emphasise enough how, how, how big a three points it is tonight. That was massive. I mean, as I said before the game, we could probably afford a draw here. As much as I didn't want a draw, I wanted a win. I thought we could possibly afford the draw. But to win that game, that's us being away to Celtic at home, away to Pataudry, away to Fir Park, 
and away Easter Road, and we've come out better than we did when we played Celtic. So we're now yep. 23 points clear, 20 clean sheets, I think it is now in the league, seven goals conceded, 12 games to go. The next two games look favourable. We're playing St Johnson next Wednesday at Ibrooks, then we're away at Hamilton, and then Hamilton, you're on to yeah. ten game then you're on to ten games to go. And then obviously big press on Celtic to win these games in hand. They're away at Kilmarnock. I know they play the sheep twice coming up as well, but they play St Mirren at the weekend with a good win today, so it's in our hands. Surely, surely we can't blow this. I mean I'm shite myself every game. <laughs> it's a horrible feeling, and I'm going to be like this till we finally, till we finally win this title. Actually, I, I, I get like anxiety before these games. Now. I've never had it before, and I seem to. When I what do you mean? Off, what do you mean? What do you mean before these games, mate? You text me, I think this morning at about ten to ten. Uh, I'm, like, oh, I'm shitting myself. I'm like, I, wait, I'm at work. <laughs> it happens about two days before the game. Like now, I can relax to probably about Monday, and then I'll shite myself again. But it's. Um, <laughs> No, I couldn't ask for any more. I really couldn't. To be 23 points clear, it's, it's in our hands, lads. I mean, fuck me. Surely they just can't fuck us up. Yeah. Scotia, your full-time thoughts, my man. Yeah, absolutely delighted with the win. It is the, just, it's the phrase, just keep winning. You know, that's... Yes. It was eight, about three hours ago. It's now down to seven out of, from 12 games remaining. We can't really... I can't see us throwing it away unless I'm mad... Covid shit hits their whole team and we're out for weeks upon weeks. I can't see us not clinching it this season. It's just the next three games before we play Antwerp, what St Johnson, Hamilton, Kelly. On paper, sitting right now, and the two of those games are at home. They look like nine points to me, yeah. to be honest. And I know I don't think I'm getting carried away when I say that. So, ah, it's looking, it's looking rosy. Yeah, if we get nine points out of these next three games, mate, you're probably going to need to chain me to the ground because I'll not be able to keep still. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, like rocking back and forth from my chair. Um, yeah, it's it's brilliant for Rangers tonight, and I know I started this in a wee bit of a rant, and I do apologise, but I had to get my my feelings across about it. And as I say, this is very much just after the, the full time whistle, but it's, it's huge for Rangers tonight. It's another three points in a tricky game. It always is a tricky game going to Easter Road and we've come out with three points wasn't the best performance, I don't really care it's it's all that matters we, we, we cross off another win towards towards 55 so gentlemen we'll wrap up tonight's game um, just quickly with the man of the match so Scott do you want to go first? I will see just before I do I forgot to mention I know you've been mentioning Clancy throughout this Yeah, I thought Clancy was poor for both teams let's be fair yes he was just if I realised I hadn't said that. Um, man of the match, for me, it has got to be Glenn Kamara. I thought he was absolutely fantastic tonight. I think if Jack had stayed on the pitch, he was alongside Kamara for that. But for me, Glenn Kamara was just, I thought he was brilliant tonight. He was close control and stuff. And yeah, him for me. Magic. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Ryan Jack just because I'm a Ryan Jack fanboy. Um, just to be different, because to be honest, I think we were all about to pick Kamara. It was between the kind of midfield three, even though I criticised the, the way that we were kind of set up with them playing. I do think all three of them did their job and they all did what they were there to do. Um, but I'm a Ryan Jack fanboy. I'm delighted to see him back. And some of his, his wee touches and his flicks today were, were great. So I'll, I'll go with Ryan Jack. Ali, Kamara, yeah. 
Yeah, Scotia beat me too. I, I thought Kamara. I mean that that wee burst of he's got that burst of pace, Kamara. I mean there was one in the first half where he 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 beat a guy to ball, but the guy took him right out of the game and got the yellow for it because he was away. But he's gone in his locker, Kamara, to to to, to drive with a ball. He's got the quick feet. At times I thought he was unplayable. I mean Sky gave it to Hollander tonight. He, he yeah, I good. thought he was solid. Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought Goldson was good as well, but no, I'm with Scotia. It's got to be Glenn Kamara. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I thought Alanda was solid. Um, he was, he was, he was great. To be honest, um, they really dealt with with Hibs tonight. Is it just me, by the way? There's a, like four or five Hibs players that have all got the same name. It's like I don't know what one's which. I'm like, that's one of the. That's why I didn't note down that Kamara one because I thought I don't know what doigy 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 doig that was. So I'm just going to gloss over that one. And that we did. Scott Allen come on as well. Ah, fuck him. Honestly, um, look at what you could have been, Scott Allen. Look Allen. at what you could have been. So yeah, that will round up um, that game tonight. Absolutely massive. And I say, since we never got a, a then now in the next game, we will quickly do a roundup of the Rangers news so far. And it's really mostly about transfers. So, again, you've probably all heard the deal's done um, with Scott Wright. He has signed a pre contract. Gerard confirmed in a press conference on Tuesday that Rangers are still keen on completing the move this window. However, Scott, you did message me earlier on today and say that he was starting for Aberdeen. So I would doubt that's going to happen now if he's still part of their plans he's probably going to be in summer so obviously we spoke about it a wee bit lads but Scott you happy enough with this signing or you going to wait and see no yeah no I, th- I think it's quite a good signing it's, he's a player that can in the formation that we've been playing at the moment you know with the 4-3-3-4-2-3-1 they can play in one of those wider positions so I'm quite happy about that the, and to the fact of the get him now or wait till the summer it's a bit of a difficult one, really. Um, obviously, it all comes down to how much Aberdeen want for him. I think I don't. I think I think McInnes has come out and said that he doesn't want a swap deal or anything that's got to be down to money. So whether that's money straight for him or if it's to take some some of the fee off of the McCrory deal, don't know. So we'll, there's only what up until Monday. I think the transfer window, Monday or Tuesday, the transfer window starts. So we'll, we'll need to wait and see. There's a there's pros and cons for that. He's we've only got. Aberdeen to play one more time this season at Ibrox and it's one of those ones where if see if he starts against us at Ibrox and he has a brilliant game I'd want him to have a brilliant game because I want to see a player playing for the team that they're at right up until the end but it could put a dampener and some other fans might think oh fuck you Scott Wright <laughs> scored against us or something so to be honest I'd probably like it to get done before the transfer window closes for all parties. I think it's maybe a bit, a bit. I've seen all the Aberdeen fans yesterday going off their nut in the Aberdeen Twitter page because <laughs> he'd signed. So uh, <laughs> thankfully, they, th- thankfully, the you know fans aren't in, so he doesn't get that kind of abuse. But I think it'd probably be best for all parties concerned if the deal's kind of done before the window shuts, rather than waiting until the summer. Yeah, I would agree, mate. Um, unless he scores the goal that stops us winning 55, mate. After we win 55, no one's going to remember if Scott Wright scored against Rangers or not. But I do get your point, mate. 100% I do get your point. But I think it definitely spells the end for um, 
people like Stuart Jones, I think it's probably the end for they two, definitely, with the fact that he's coming in. Um, I don't really see a space for them anymore. So, Ali, your, your thoughts on Scott Wright? Yeah, I think he'll be a good signing. Will he be a starter for us next season? Probably not. I think he'll be a squad player. But he fits, like Scotia was saying, he, he fits the front three the way, the way we play. Will he, I mean, I would like to bring him in this this window if we can, but if Aberdeen are wanting more money than we're willing to pay, there's no point, because we're 23 points clear at the moment. We don't desperately need him. When we got Glenn Kamara from Dundee and everyone says, oh, it's 50 grand, 50 grand Glenn Kamara, we paid his wages up. That's all it was. He was come to Rangers for free in the summer. We paid his wages up, which was probably about 50 grand. That, that's why we got him for 50 grand. Yes. We just paid his wages. That's all it was. So if Aberdeen came to that agreement to pay his wages up, fair enough. But they won't. They want, they'll want money for him. He's an asset to Aberdeen going forward. Aberdeen, potentially, they won't because they'll shake the bed could catch Celtic. <laughs> they could potentially catch Celtic because they've got a couple of games up against Celtic. He's a big player, like Scotia said, he started for them. So, as much as I would like to come and bring him in now, if I, we don't want a gun to our head. We don't need to go out there and pay silly money for a player that's coming for free in the summer. So, no. And other players, like we're talking about going out there, John Jones, he's disappeared. I've seen him in training videos, but he's disappeared in a yeah. black hole. Edmondson, I've heard Gerard mention him in the last couple of interviews and that, but again, whether it's him just saying to clubs he's available, he's there, he's fit, come and get him. And I've seen obviously um what you call him, Glenn Middleton's away at St Johnson loan, but I think that'll be Glenn Middleton next season going. Yeah, I would think so. I would he's be surprised. I would be surprised if St Johnston don't have a wee option to buy or something in there um, with, that, with that loan deal, to be honest, because, I mean, nothing against Glenn Middleton, there really isn't. I've got not really a bad word to say about him. He's, he's tried his hardest for us. He scored a couple of important goals for us. Um, but, again, he's just maybe not at the standard that we're required. And the fact that Scott Wright's coming in as well, probably going to be playing along that front three where you'd be looking for Middleton to play then. Yeah, so that's yeah, I had that noted down, but it's obviously we'll tie that up. Obviously, Middleton's winning St. John's for a loan for the rest of the season, so fair, fair play to him, good luck to him. Um, if he can go out there and rip it up, score a goal, a couple of goals against Celtic, that would be much appreciated. In terms of players coming in, so Rangers are still heavily linked with the Bournemouth duo that's been kicking about for a while. Jack Simpson and Na- Namde Ophobor? Is that's that right? You can, you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Gerald was obviously very kind about it when he was asked about it in his press conference, as he is. Uh, always saying he's hoping to bring us news in the coming days, but not commenting any more on it. Again, there's no really point in spending time on that, lads, because a lot of it is social media talk, really. But there could be something coming from what we took from Gerard's comments at the press conference. And the only other really other one to report is youngster Cammy, Cammy Palmer has left the club and joined Linfield on a permanent basis. Uh, we wish him well. Um, we wish him all the very best and what a great club to go to. So any thoughts on then I've just said, Ali? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of players going out. Um, what do you call him? Is it Mabudi? No, it's not Mabudi. Is it Mabudi? He's away to... Oh, I missed him. Um, yeah, I missed him. He's away to Queen of the South. Queen of the South, yeah. Probably his last chance. Um, yeah. Kai Kennedy get man in the match for um, was it Wraith Rovers Wraith against Rovers. Hearts yeah. apparently yeah. 
tore them apart. So he, I he's, watched, I watched the highlights of that. He was, he was superb. Honestly, yeah, he, he was really he, good. He, he's done well in his loan, his loan spells this season, which, which you need to do with these young lads when you're out. You need to try and catch the eye, and he's caught the eye. So I'd expect him to possibly come into the first team next year and maybe push Kent. I know he won't take Kent's place, but you'll to push Kent because nobody's on that side pushing him. So you could see him coming in, but. Nah, it's looking good with Rangers, to be honest. I mean, I, I mean, you look on the other side of the city, there's wee ping-pong away. I'm, I, I like saying ping-pong all the time. He's away for $100 million, is away to buy Leverkusen for. But... See, right, seriously, like, obviously, but our Rangers podcast, yes, there is no way they're paying 10 or £11 million pound for him. It can't, that can't be true. See, if, honestly, if he's 10 or £11 million, pound, genuinely, what is Tavernier worth? I know Tav's older and all this and whatever else, but Tav must be worth what? 30 million? 35 million? <laughs> See, to be Fring Pong, I think what he's got going in his um, Ping-pong is. Ping Pong? Sorry, Ping Pong, I like. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> ping Pong then, right? I think what he's got going in his favour is he came from like the Man City Academy. Mm-hmm. So there's. So is it Brad Aye, but there's. <laughs> team, teams, will look, teams will look about and see that you've got a grounding in an academy like that. You know. And go, ah, you've got potential because I think. See if it was Brendan Rodgers was in charge, Frimpong could probably have been far better. I think just with the backroom staff that Celtic have got at the moment, they've probably not developed him to the level that he could be developed to, and he's got a better chance of developing as a player over in Leverkusen. I do, I do think he's one of many that you'll see leave Celtic between where in the summer they'll have a fire sale and that they'll completely rebuild a team. We will need to sell in the summer. Yeah. You'll need to sell. So I mean, you may you may see as much as we don't want a player like Glenn Kamara possibly leaving us, yeah. Barisic, Morelos. We'll need to sell possibly two or three players at, at big money and then reinvest. But that's the whole point of the model of football that we are doing. We we need to do that. We we haven't done that. Them on the other side of the city have done it for years. They've not done much in the last couple of years, but that's the model we need to sort of do. So. And it's looking good with Rangers, the players we've brought in. Recruitment's been really good. Really good yeah. this season, so... With, without sounding too single-minded and sounding very single-minded at the same time, if we win 55, mate, if they sell the starting 11, I don't care. <laughs> I generally don't care. But if, if it's what we need to do, it's what we need to do. Um, uh, it's all about this season, really. But I totally understand, mate. There will be there will be big names going, um, and if the Euros goes ahead, um, which I'm presuming they'll do everything that they can to make sure that it happens, we, we will probably be seeing players like Kamara and Barisic and Morelos moving on. Um, players like Tavernier, I think there's up. It's kind of up for debate. Um, we could get one last big move to go and. Play for money, we've spoke about that before. Um, one big paycheck to can end his career. I would not grudge him for doing that, to be honest. If he's going to set himself up for life, football players have a very short career. But if he gets 55, as I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I, I would be bothered because I would hate to see him leave. But um, yeah, I think it's one as you could really fully understand. But we'll we'll leave that for another show and we'll move on to the preview of the St Johnston game, which is a week today. Uh, we take on St Johnston at Ibrox again, another quarter take kickoff. St Johnston, of course, just made the League Cup final, um, so they'll be feeling rather chipper coming to Ibrox. 
However, we've played St Johnston twice this season already, and in both games we have won quite convincingly 3 0 in each game. So, Ali, I'll come to you first. What's your, your thoughts, your expectations against St Johnston? Obviously, it's going to be back at Ibrook, so you're expecting a, a much more comfortable game than we had tonight. Yeah. We do well against St Johnston. One of these teams, St Johnston, we just seem to always do well against. Even when we played them away um, just before Christmas, I always thought it's a game we go to, we do well. And we did, we turned up 1 3 0. So I, I, they obviously got the win against Hibs. I mean, Hibs apparently in the first half missed a few sitters. And it's obviously St Johnston on one that game. I see they've drawn 0 0 with the Sheep tonight up at Pataudry. So. We, we should be beating St. Johnson on a big pitch at Ibrox with the players yeah. back we've got. We should go and beat them. And I, I fully expect Rangers to do it. Yeah, Scotia, your thoughts ahead of the St. Johnston game? Obviously, just before I get to that, obviously the were due to take on Cove Rangers this weekend, but obviously it's been the Scottish Cup's been delayed due to COVID. That's obviously why it's a, another week to our game. But yeah, Scott, uh, your thoughts for St. Johnston, mate? Yeah, I think hopefully we should go back to how we were maybe playing against Ross County at the weekend rather than a repeat of tonight's kind of arse clinching performance. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very technical term, that I like that. <laughs> it is, yes. Um, St Johnson are like the Kenny. You look, I'm looking, I was looking at their starting 11 from the, the team that they played against Aberdeen tonight, and it's you know the, the top sort of five players, it's kind of like the junkyard of Scottish football. You've got Murray Davidson, Craig Bryson, Craig Conaway. Kane and Michael O'Halloran up there. It seems to be a place where all these players, they've either played at St. Johnston, went somewhere not done great and came back. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm expecting Kenny a game similar to the Ross County, to be honest, because I think Callum Davidson, their manager, plays, he doesn't play uber defensively. He's a bit more, bit more forward thinking in his style. You kind of get these cyclical periods of Scottish managers coming in that They'll start off playing quite open attacking football and then they'll revert back to like, oh, Steve Clark's done this with Kelly, we'll do that. Yeah. So I, because I, I expect the exact, expect Motherwell, for example, to start playing a bit more open football now that Graham Alexander's in. So you get that? Strange. Yeah, no, I, I 100% get where you're, where you're coming from, mate. We're also we're entering the, the, the kind of the final stretch, if you like, in inverted commas of the, the season. And all these teams are competing for whatever the little money that they're offered for the, the kind of lower the, the lower um, half of the uh, the table. And yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think St. Johnston really do set up to be this kind of defensive team. I think they, they might try and give us a, a wee press at the start, see if they can catch Rangers on an off day but I mean I would agree I fully expect a kind of performance the way we played against Ross County we've kind of got the the difficult games if you like out of the way um, this whole January period that was getting thrown at us from everywhere and we've we've come through it with flying colours in my opinion um, one wee tiny blip on the report card but apart from that we are we are in a, a great position and it's all down to us now and it's all down to what we do. There's, it doesn't matter what Celtic do anymore, it's all about what we do. And yeah, I, I fully expect Rangers to, to win this quite convincingly on Wednesday. So I know it's a week away, lads, and we're obviously just after watching that game tonight. Are you expecting a, a 5 0 route or are you expecting 2 3 0? Um, I'll go first. I'll say 3 0 again since we've beat them 3 0 twice already this season. Ali? I was going to say 3, so I'll, I'll go 4 4 0. That's fine. 
the last time I did that, mate, I got it right when I went <laughs> one more. Scotia? I think I'll be sensible, sensible. Yeah, and go two now. No, you come out with you say the four nils and five nils, but you you forget how very rarely they happen. Even when you've yeah. got an absolutely phenomenal team, you know, even though you've just come off the back of great results, you kind of expect it. But it's very rare that you get more than four or five games a season where that happens. So I think maybe a two 0 a win, basically. That's all we a win. Want. Just, just keep, a win. Just keep, yeah. just keep winning, mate. Just keep winning. That's it. Yeah. Magic. So just before we wrap up, um, we are delighted to announce we'll be bringing you a new show here on Club at 22 called The Lounge. And this is going to be a monthly show. And we will welcome guests from different producers of Rangers fan content, Rangers related businesses, Rangers podcasts, even fans to sit back with a drink of their choice and to talk about all things Rangers over the month gone by. Um, I can reveal that the first of these shows will be dropping on Saturday about noon um, and will hopefully fill the void of no Rangers game this weekend. And we are delighted to announce that the first guest will be Rangers fan page royalty, um, Chris from Rangers on Tour, and the man that provided me with my, my podcast debut on his network, and to be honest, um, a man that my missus would probably give zero thanks to, because all I do now is think about and talk about this podcast. Um, but it only feels right for him to join us for this show, and it will be uh, Colin from the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. Really, really looking forward to this one, um, and be sure to check it out. It will be Saturday the 30th of January, 12 noon, and it will be available Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and it will be on YouTube as well. So make sure you tune in for that. So, lads, that'll do us for tonight. Quite a long show tonight, obviously. So, um, just try to wrap two shows into one. Um, I appreciate your time. Uh, Ali, thank you very much, mate. No problem. I forgot to say, Sky said it's um, Big Shagger's birthday on Sundays. He's 39 on Sundays. So, a happy birthday to Shagger when it comes. I hope I ah. hope he gets lovely presents from his new missus. So, <laughs> his missus can come round and deliver the balloons. That's what balloons, mate. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, mate, definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> happy, happy birthday to Shaga when it comes. Yeah. Scotia, thank you very much, mate. Hi, thanks, guys. Let's jump in. Let's keep running, mate. So, we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Remember, Subscribe to our um, Facebook page or YouTube channel so you don't miss the, the show coming up on Saturday. Um, it really should be a good one. Thank you all very much for listening to us. Speak to you again next time. Cheers. <laughs>